Welcome everyone to the 30-something podcast, episode number five. On this week's show, we are discussing supporting black businesses, the definition of friendship, artist spotlight, and movies that are considered classic that we've never seen before. If you're listening to us on our YouTube, SoundCloud, or iTunes pages, please don't forget to share, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at podcast30something. Like us on Facebook or send us an email at the 30 something podcast at gmail.com. Now, on behalf of Tone, Khalil, and Thompson, we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy show number five. Miami, the Playboy's Paradise. Pretty girls, fast cars. That's just a facade. The bridge separates South Beach from my Miami. The real Miami. The MIA. This is where we hustle. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm, every day I'm, every day I'm hustling. Who you suckers think you're tripping with? Yes, I'm the boss. Yeah, that's what I like to hear right there. Shout out to the Ricky Rose 305. That's my boy right there. That's what's up. Welcome to the 30 something podcast. Got Thompson in the building, got Josh Tone and Khalil in the building. What's up, Barry? And uh, the first topic we'll talk about today is something that, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs out there would understand as, you know, we brought in with uh, Ricky Ross with uh, Hustling. We got some hustlers out here. And the thing we want to talk about today is uh, black businesses. And I know Khalil, uh, personally, he has his own black business. Uh, uh, you want to talk about it right quick? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, yeah, so... Um and what's up, world? Uh, welcome back to the 30-something podcast. Um, yeah, and the, and the business that I have, it's uh, KT's Botanicals. Anybody interested in it, you can even follow us on Instagram at KTS Botanicals. Uh, at, you know, and Instagram, or you can go to the website, www.ktsbotanicals, with an S at the end, dot com. Um, and what we do is we uh, have we specialize in men and women's uh, hair, bath, and skin care. Like so, we have like uh, organic and all natural body butters. We have like um, baths. We have oils, uh, headache remedies where you don't have to use any type of like Tylenols or Advils or anything like that. Stop. Yeah. So I got a question. This this is Josh. Do you, there's like, I don't know, do you find challenges selling your products to black people? Do you find that black people want to uh, get a deal? Do you find that black people give you, give you some, give you some trouble? You know, I, you know, I don't know. There's this, I don't know. I don't, and I don't, how long is your experience in that? Yeah. And and I don't know if it's true or if it's just like a, a a stereotype or a misconception that black people don't support black people. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm asking is, is what um, what is your history, I guess, selling your products to black people? Okay. Uh, and that's a, that's a great question, a beautiful question, I'd add. Um, so, so we've been in business, it'll be, it'll be a year, actually, next month. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, we actually legalized everything earlier this year at the beginning of the year. And, <laughs> well, you uh, made that sound a, like you sell a weed out here. No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, how, like a lot of times people start off businesses, but they don't, you know, they don't include Uncle Sam and everything. They don't get it LLC'd, incorporated, et cetera, et cetera. You're pretty much under the, well, I don't want to necessarily say that, 
But on the grand scheme of things, if you really want to make real, real paper, you do want to make sure that you got your I's dotted and your T's crossed. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. <laughs> and um, but but to answer your other question, as far as like, is it hard selling to to our people? I mean, I, that's a loaded question because it just depends. You you have those customers, you have that demographic of us who who get it, who understand it's so necessary to support your people. You know what I mean? For example, Tone Tone and his sister actually have supported our business, uh, and even Thompson supported the business. And yeah, shout out to uh, uh, Beard Oil, about <laughs> yeah. to, you know, let my, my stuff flourish out here. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. summer eighteen, two thousand eighteen. You gonna see. And, <laughs> no, seriously. And, um, you know, it, it's because like, we've done like we of course, we got a website where you can go and order everything right there. But we've done vendor shows. So we do a lot of face to face selling. And we've been at shows where sometimes people, they don't even walk to your table or your display. They may just walk past for whatever reason. And, you know, my lady, she's on top of everything. So our displays are always on point. But people may just be preoccupied with something or they may see something else or you may have people come over and they may look at the price and they don't really understand that the quality because we have all organic and all natural ingredients so it's the utmost quality of products now speaking of quality Mm -hmm. right now when you are or when you have a small business when you're dealing with the masses Mm -hmm. or the big juggernaut companies that the quantity that you're actually producing is on a lower scale, so you're going to get the most potent product, correct? Yeah, correct. I mean, that's not to say that a higher scale company can't have uh, quality products. Mm-hmm. A lot of them cut their products. A lot of it, like whatever, in uh, most commercial brands have toxic, you know, chemicals so, included. So in the it. reason mm-hmm. why I brought that up is mm-hmm. that you know it's important for I guess us as you know collectible people to always support us because. You know, you got a lot of that concentration that we can actually funnel that dollar amongst each other. Exactly. So I guess back to my question is, is do uh, do you find that black people try to talk you down on your prices? Well, we never get hagglers because when we're at vending shows, the price is the price. So we don't do like uh, swap meets or anything. No disrespect to that, that type of stuff. But the price is the price. Sometimes it may be people there who's selling similar products. But they're not organic. They don't have the essential oils that we have. They're just using, you know, just regular chemicals. It's, it's real cheap product. And if theirs is five dollars and ours is ten, they may be like, "Oh, I want the ten dollar one." But they don't realize ours is really going to be able to help you with any type of skin condition that you have, like eczema, dry skin. If you got like, you know, blemishes, patches, whatever type of situation you got going on. The type of ingredients we use because we're a holistic built business, so we're in the business to heal you. They don't understand that. They, most people they think, man, I go to the dollar store and I can get this uh, this whole tub of whatever for for five dollars. But you know, but you you gonna have cancer in in five years. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, it's you. Some people get it. Some people support just for the simple fact because it, it is. And of course, we love people to support us. At the same time, we are in, you know, a capitalistic society. So we, we, we are providing a product to the people that we want them to just enjoy no matter what color or race you are. Now, I did have a quick question. Um, how do you deal with competition in your uh, landscape? And I ask it in this capacity. Mm-hmm. 
with other demographics that provide the same services you do, yeah. the customer base might find that they put more trust in their product because whatever right. credence or demographic you are. For example, like a lot of black people go to like Korean nail spots mm -hmm. to do their nails or go to different other places to get the service to pro uh, provide service and goods to their their needs. Do you find any type of competition in the industry you deal with when working with your customer base? Well, that's a, that's a great question as well. And of course, when you go into business, you want to do your research, your market research, and understand who your competition is, your competitors, right? And the market that we're in, we're in a niche market. However, we do have competitors. And as you were mentioning and alluding to, you have customers who have that familiarity with the brands that they're already using. So how we counter that is, one, we have excellent customer service. We're not going to cheat you on anything. If you order online, you're going to get your a fast delivery. The packaging is on point. When they, when they open a package, they feel like it's their birthday, the branding, the marketing, all of these, all of these things. Yeah, that, and I just want to touch on when you say quality. I think uh -huh. that's the one benefit a black business has to capitalize on when working in the marketplace is developing that quality you may not be able to produce on a quantity scale or mass produce but if you can't reach those levels you've got to produce on your quality and i feel that some businesses fail on that and like Facts. depend themselves the uh, depend on uh, a name or like <laughs> uh reach or something like that like they they don't put the effort in the quality and that's the most important thing when in any business regardless if it's black small whatever your quality has to be there because that's how you get people to return yeah i totally agree gotcha so i would like to take this conversation and just move it to a different direction and i'll ask you all fellas what black businesses do you support i know that we, we talked about khalil's but like i mean just like you know, do you search out a black business and what type of black businesses do you support? Most definitely. I mean, I, I literally, I mean, my mom is an entrepreneur. Okay. So uh, growing up in a household where my dad worked a nine to five and my mom was an entrepreneur, I understood sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to sacrificing, having that actual hustle, shout out to the Rick Ross that just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> um, but literally, you had to always put your you know foot forward based off of wherever it was coming from to make that sacrifice. Fact. But one thing that I want to pinpoint on is that, you know, I want to sound like the historian. I mean, let's talk about, you know, Black Wall Street in mm. Tulsa, mm. where, I mean, it was a full-fledged functioning um place where black businesses strived and that was destroyed absolutely right? absolutely so how do we fast forward and <laughs> i like to use this quick word because it's relevant now free think <laughs> how do we free think towards actually black businesses where you know having that experience in, of supporting and pushing forward and actually finding out and seeking where i might find a coffee shop i might find a clothing shop or a boutique i might seek out I've even went to black gas stations mm. um, to support. I mean, you know, shout out to the black gas stations back in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, I mean, and what you said is a, a important dynamic because Black Wall Street is an incredible and very extraordinary example of black excellence, right? right. And that was back in the back in the day, back in the day when no, nah, <laughs> but it was back in the day, right? But it's like we could have our black Wall Streets today. 
And one of the things is is loving one another, is believing in one another, is supporting one another without even ex, ex, accepting, pardon me, not accepting, but expecting something in return. Like to put your peoples on without expecting a cut out of the pay or anything. Absolutely. I would say this. Um, support your black business. Don't ask for a discount. Pay full price. Uh, if you if you if if you know that there's someone uh, that's you know has a service and they're black, support them. Other communities do it. We should do it the same. There's nothing racist or racial about it. Just you know, like support each other. And the um, second thing I would say is, for our black businesses, open up on time. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Open up on time. If if you say that you close at a certain time, close at that time, and be professional. Don't give, don't give another black person an excuse to not shop at your store to not buy your product. Um, So that's my that's my two two cents. And Thompson, you got something you want to say? Yeah, I actually got a a very good friend of mine. She she has her own uh, business here uh, in the Charlotte area. Her name is Brandy. Uh, She actually owns a a mobile uh, uh, massage and concierge service called Pamper Us. Oh, that's what's up. Hold on real quick. So she giving out massages? (laughs) Yo, let me tell you. Like, she has her own private mobile spa treatment that she travels all around the the Carolina area providing services to businesses as well as individuals. Okay. And does she have, like, a website or, like, an Instagram page that that the people can look out for her as well? Yeah, it's uh, www.pampers.com. Us MMS.com and it's 100% mobile. She does in home as well as uh, she has a bus that has fully functional chairs and like fully licensed massage people. Like she does nails, so she has a private chef that could provide uh, uh, food and you know cater any event. Like she provides a lot of services, so definitely check her out. And she's a very driven person, like she's got the Charlotte Chamber of Commerce 30 under 30. She's won a bunch of startup contests. Like she, oh, she's on up. her job. I definitely so got definitely supporters. Now, also up. one other business, you know, black business that I want to shout out real quick is actually one of my uh, very important fraternity brothers. I have two actual uh, people I want to shout out. One, mm-hmm. um, especially on graduating, mm-hmm. um, and I guess getting over uh, and making you know make sure you pass and you know graduate. <laughs> where uh, one of my brothers. Um, Terry, he provides an actual service where, you know, he actually tutors you and puts you together, especially on, you know, papers and things of that nature. So most definitely hit him up. His website is www.tphomeworkhelp.online. So extend out to him. Very, very, very educated brother. Make sure you look out for him. And another brother I want to shout out is uh, my boy, Jamal Aaron, which he has an actual kids clothing boutique where he actually travels and you know, if you got little kids where you can be fashionable, follow them most definitely um, oh, on Instagram. Up. You know, his Instagram name is Money Making Mall. <laughs> uh, do you have do do you have a website as well? Most definitely, he's in the works of that. You know, in that regard, but especially with the concept and the travel of the actual, um, I mean, traveling where you can get fresh. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, check him out. You know, you have one more thing. I know. I was about to say, if there are uh, any other business, just wanted to wrap it up and say that. We do have to support our black businesses out here. They're out here hustling, providing goods and services just as comparable as any business out there. And they're putting their home, own blood, sweat, and tears into it. They're, they're starting something from the ground up. And we have to support our people because, you know, 
it's a, it's a struggle out here. And if we want them to be in places where the people who really make power and influence up there, we have to support them. Wait, so. wait, wait. Hold on. We got another business in the room. Josh, <laughs> oh, yes. Don't you DJ? Right. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, if you need any type of DJ services in the Charlotte, Atlanta, or Cleveland, Ohio area, um, actually, and I, I'll even say Tennessee, you know, reach out to me on uh, Instagram, Josh in Real Life. We can work it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but no, but but what I would say is, is, you know, sometimes when people, when it comes to getting like DJ services, there's always an issue sometimes when people want to pay. And, yeah. and I always say, like, hey, I know what I'm worth. Yeah. And I know that, especially if I DJ, like, a, a wedding reception, you better believe I'm going to give somebody the best wedding reception that, that I can possibly give. Absolutely. No, I, 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 absolutely. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a usher. I'm going to make sure everybody eat. You know, I'm going to make sure everybody's having a good time. Everybody drinks. Everybody dances. Um, so I... When it comes to like uh, wedding receptions and stuff like that, I like I make it like my personal challenge to make sure that everyone there is having the best time possible. You'll so, get grandma to get up there. Absolutely, and, uh, grandma. Grandma's gonna have a good time. So, so with that being said, is you know I have my price and I know what I'm worth. I know what I provide, and you know I would just say, hey, not just me, but any DJ. Respect the value. Any respect the value. Any yeah, general, and, and if you and if you if you don't like their price, don't talk them down. Just go, just go with someone else. You know, and if and if and if and if that person doesn't do well, just remember the decision that you made. Exactly. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we're gonna take it on a quick break. It's the Thirty Some Podcast. Yo, 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 welcome, welcome back to the 30-something podcast, this is Tone, and our next topic that we're going to discuss today is about real friends and actually defining um, who your real friends are. Now, one thing that I want to literally drop about, you know, real friends is, you know, one thing that I always try to um, gauge or understand the people that surround myself because they're actually, you know, extension or makeup of me and who I surround myself with, right? Indeed, indeed. So one thing is that a real friend to me, they never take more than what is offered without asking anything in return. That's the big one right, right. there. That's not like a Bible verse. What what, what, so, what chapter is that? That's I have no clue, but that's just something that was embedded in my head that one night I is had that, to... Because if you're really my friend, I don't mind giving something to you without expecting something in return, you know? Right. Hold real quick. Say that one more time in the mic this time. <laughs> Listen, they heard it. <laughs> I was just saying, like, my true friends, I don't mind giving something to them without expecting it back right because that's what a friend is giving without the expectation of receiving you know Josh, and you expect the same from them too i don't know man I, I i really feel like if i give something to my friends i expect it back like i do like i do i don't know maybe that's wrong 
Um, no, but see, the way that you're processing that is a little bit different because the way you, the way your friend is going to give it back to you, that's not. It, can, it it might it might not be the same way. Exactly. So 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 exactly. okay. So what I say is, if I give my time, I do anticipate that if I need time for my friends, that's I'll, get it, I'll get it back. That's that's what what I'll get it back. That's I got why, you. That's what a friend okay. is. So, so that's, that's what a friend is. So so real quick, Jay, because I just want to make sure that I'm I'm hearing this correctly. So are you saying that what you give is what you expect back from that friend? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am a person that um, we about to go deep if y'all want let's to for this conversation. Yeah, let's go. We um, got the bears. Let's go. All right, so, <laughs> so some of y'all may not know. I, I've gone through a really a tra- traumatic experience within the last six months. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, lost my son, and um, yeah, it was it was tough. It's crazy. I know some of y'all y'all hearing it for the for the uh, first first time, and. I had some of my friends who are there, you know, and like they call, text, come in, come to the hospital, um, come to my son's funeral. And I appreciate that. But then I also had friends who I um, was there for them and they weren't there for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so it's just like so it's like um, I think I moved some of those people into like being like associates. Because I think there's still a place for them. Indeed. Like there's still a place for people to go party, go drink, go That's travel. Be there like yeah, there's there's a there's a place for them, yeah. but I can't consider them friends. Man, did you ever for, reach out back to them at any point to figure out? Why? Nah, nah, nah. There, there's 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 no point. No, because it's kind of like um, I think that. Like especially men are prideful, you know. So, mm-hmm. so like if if a man needs like another man or another woman, it's gonna be clear when they need them. And then when that time passes, if they're not there, there there's no need to have a conversation because you can't go back in time. Yeah. Like you can't you can't go back and and be there. So, uh, so what I would say is that I've learned that I've learned over the last six months. That associates are good. Like I, I used to think, I used I used to look at associates as like a negative term. If I said that someone is like my associate, it's kind of like you don't care. But no, there's a. I have associates who I care about, who I like, who I enjoy their oh, yeah, company. Um, but that's just what they are. You know, say yeah, so. I think I think, like I, think you have I think something I need. I have something you need. We could trade off. That's what associate is. Like I have something of value. So you does need. that kind of loop back to like me saying no new friends? Because well, they're not friends. They're okay. associates. This okay. is a gift. It's a barter. Okay. You got something I need. You got, I got something you need. We trade off. That's an associate. So, Friendship goes a level deeper. Right. Where you don't have to, you don't necessarily need that rep, uh, reciprocation of that yeah. action. Reciprocity. There you go. So, so where I, and I, I, I disagree with you on the show when you said no new friends, because I believe that you can, you can still meet people mm-hmm. after 30 Absolutely. And they can be your good friends. Absolutely. And and actually, uh, what what I would also say is that they probably know you who you are now um, better than the people who you met when you were 15, 16 y- y- years old, because they don't know the person that like like. And I'm I'm speaking to Tone. Tone, you are here in Charlotte. You're not back in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the people who used to run with at 15, 16 years old, you a different brother now. 
You know what I'm saying? So someone can meet you now, and they can you could probably uh, you probably be on the same level. Now to, to to you know very hit on the point that you just said. Yep. Shout out to Greg Powell because you know you know Greg Jules that was on the last Co- show. Coach G. You no, know, Coach G. You yep. know hit me with something really real. Uh-huh. Um, two days ago. Okay. I mean, yeah, forget days. The other day, whatever happened, right? He said that people that are your friends that you meet initially are representations of themselves or actual, you know, they, they come off as giving you some type of facade. So they're sending a represent a representative of themselves and then they finally come out later to they let you know who they want you to be to them. So I guess when you meet somebody, they're always going to give you that, you know, perception of whoever you are as a person. True. But then later... And it's time, because time is everything to us in our thirties. Yeah. That they finally show them two selves after you know. Yep. Time. And 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 if and if they do that, they can be genuine people. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is that you may meet someone. It's, it almost sounds like dating. Like honestly, I'll say this: Bromance. it's easier. It's easier. <laughs> now sometimes it's easier to break up with a woman than it is to, to cut off one well, of right. your one of your homeboys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, um. But but no, like to your point, like yeah, like. Uh, you may meet someone and you may bond over a specific thing. Like, so you may bond over going out. You may bond over drinking. Like, that may be the one thing that you have in common. But over time, you may learn that you have more in common. Like, oh, he's focused on his career. I'm focused on my career. Oh, he's focused on his uh, improving his financial situation. I'm improving. There may be ideas that we can uh, that we can exchange. So um, when I said that, I disagree with you as far as meeting new friends past 30s because you're on a different level. I, I, I speak I speak on myself. I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a different level. So I can have uh, more fulfilling friendships maybe now than I could than when I go back home to, to, to Ohio, to Ohio, and I'm hanging out, so, I'm hanging out with my homeboys in the, in the hood. You know what so, I'm Khalil, I want to ask you, what are your values of a friendship? What are my values of a friendship? Um, it's an interesting question. Before I go into that, uh, for the record, Man, Jay out, you know, I was one of the people that I didn't know. You know, so my condolences, brother. Like, seriously. Like, real talk, man. Um, but uh, to answer your question. My man just cracked the beer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, behind, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, seriously. Like, it's real talk. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and to answer your question, like, what are my principles and values and, and things like that? And considering real friends, um, what hope say I never ask for nothing I don't demand of myself. Honesty, loyalty, friends, and then well, definitely for a designer. And I tell you what else, Woo. I tighten my belt before I beg for help. No, let me stop. <laughs> Karaoke night on the podcast. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, but um, but but I, you like because y'all were speaking on as far as like doing for doing for others and expecting it or not even expecting it i believe and this is just my humble opinion real friends don't keep tabs if i if i have to keep a tab if i have to remind you what you've what i've done for you or if you've reminded me what you've done for me you're telling me that the tab is up coming up Exactly. So now it's time for me to cash action. out. You know yes. what I mean? Because they're trying to cash out on your friendship. Yeah, you need to. Ca- I need to cash out on this friendship. That's a level of being selfish, though. Exactly. And 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 don't get me wrong. We as humans are flawed, right? 
the spirit inside of us is perfect, but the but the physical form is flawed. It's totally flawed. Part of the lesson in life is to learn how to to not be so flawed. So I got a question for you, and I, and I agree with you as far as you don't keep tabs. Like even and it's there's a thin line because what we're talking about it could extend even to relationships with like your woman. We're oh, talking yes, uh, absolutely. Out there, yeah. uh, but what I would say is that I agree you don't keep tabs. But what I also would say is that shouldn't you remember? Like shouldn't you remember what someone did for you? You should. You, you absolutely should remember. Like remembering doesn't mean that you're going to bring it up at another time. Remembering just means you, you're not going to forget. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm. I, I remember you did this for me because I'm not going to forget that you did it. Just. Oh, go ahead. So. I I have uh, people who were instrumental like in different like times of my life. I remember, and I can never repay. There's certain friends that I have that Man. I can I can never repay them um, for what they've done. But what I always make sure is that is that they know that I remember, and I can I can talk about my people back in Ohio. I can talk about people here. There's, there's people who I don't even talk to. I may not talk to. Uh, you know, all the time to today, we may go months, years, mm-hmm. but they know that, like, hey, hey, bro, you know, yeah, hey, sis, yeah. hey, I remember, and I'm forever grateful. And that, and and what you just hit on, because you, think about it, you have those friendships that you could go literally years, you could probably even go a decade or two without talking to a certain friend from way back in the day. You Life picked just, up where you left off. Yeah, yes. you, once y'all first talked. It ain't even like y'all catching up on everything. Y'all picking up from where y'all left off at. And then y'all rewinding back and going up, man, this is all that. You know, and y'all are still the same person, you know, essentially from when y'all first met. Now, as far as circumstantial-wise, y'all went through a lot of stuff. Experiences, y'all went through a lot of stuff. So we're different in a lot of different ways, but y'all can pick up from where y'all at. And that friendship never left, but you got those people that you may even talk to on a regular basis every day, yep. and they'll tell you, man, man, I did this for you, I did that for you, blah 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 blah, you know, and it's it's like you like, damn, okay, associate. I had one thing that Josh had uh, mentioned about uh, you have those certain individuals that were instrumental in your life. Hmm. Do you feel indebted to that person to be their friend forever? regardless of what changes they go through uh, in life, do you hold on to those moments where they were instrumental to you and feel obligated to be their friend regardless of how that person changes? Mm. Man, great question. No. <laughs> no. But listen, but listen, listen. No. As long as... So, uh, in, in their specific people um, that I can name and their uh, specific memories... And what I would say is the people who I cherish the most are people who are giving, um, who are kind. And that's not to say that they didn't have expectations once they once they give. But as long as they remain that honest, that caring, that kind person, if they keep those values, if they keep those values, thank you, brother. If they keep those values, then yes. Uh, But again, I mean, if they go and do something where they do something uh, egregious then then yeah i may i may back off a, a little bit however i'll never still i'll, I'll still never for, for, uh, forget and again like if, if society may turn their backs on them and even if they do something that i don't approve 
uh, I'll, I'll still, I, I will still be there in some type of capacity to su support. You can love people, you can give people tough love, you know, where maybe you uh, back away from some from someone and you tell people that you care about them. Um, so to answer, I mean, to answer your question, like, yeah, there will always be some type of love, uh, but I may not show it the same way depending on how they continue nah, with their see, life. Me and Josh about to be like, you know, oil and vinegar. Okay, <laughs> come on. You know, for me personally, regardless of whatever walk of life that they actually go through with levels, ups and downs, here and there's, I'm a ride or die regardless mm -hmm. and always fall in debt to them because they're creating value to, which, like I said earlier, that defines me. Mm -hmm. The people that surround me, I'm going to keep those important friends involved and always in my life. So, like, you know, just to give an example, like... My best friend, you know, DJ Jay Walk. What's up, Jay Walk? You know, <laughs> hey, like, that's like my brother, but initially that's my friend, mm -hmm. right? So I can make a phone call today, like we just talked about. I ain't talked to Jay Walk in 15, 16 months, days, whatever have mm -hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. I had that connection. Yeah. Another one of my brothers, Brandon White, another monster out here on the social side where yeah. I can give him a phone call and understand that yeah we 700 600 50 miles away but i know that he'll be there and i found myself in debt to him and my other close-knit friends because of who they are and how they're built because they're representations of me too so let me ask you this fellas and this is for the table anybody who want to answer this feel free as so we gave our definitions or we've painted it particular pictures of what friendship means to us in, in different ways. Do you guys feel that you've had instances, even in your adult life, where you failed to be that friend? So let me expound on that. Where you may have made some type of mistake, you may have not have been there, You like how Jay was mentioning those he was mentioning his son's death with the the funeral. Uh, I know myself personally. It's one of my one of my best friends. My my man's woo back from college. We both from the same city, plus the same frat. I wasn't at his wedding, and I know it was because I was going through financial hardship at the time. This was back in 2012. If I could rewind time, if I could have the money and do that, I would be there. But that was a precious moment in his life that I wasn't there for. A true you, friend wouldn't hold that against you. Mm. They wouldn't throw that in your face, given your current situation. They wouldn't ask you to extend yourself past your bounds just to be for their moment. They would understand your situation and, you know, understand like you're there in spirit or there'll be other other opportunities Which and memories. Which proves to, my point of never taking more that's offered without asking in return. Okay, but I have a question though. Did you let your friend know? He didn't know. So this so, wasn't spoken yeah, got it, on. Got it. Got it. That, so, so that's that, that's well. First of all, let me let me say, I think I think that just because you may have a disconnect with a friend doesn't mean that it's not uh, something that you can't repair. Mm. Um, yeah. I think things can be can be repaired. But what I will say, and, and this is something like I would say, like, hey, if I can't do something. I'll, I'll let it be known like hey I can't I can't do this yeah I would just say that I just say I'll just say just yeah just as a man just hey acknowledge like hey I can't make it but again you know there's different levels and hope and hopefully 
Now, hopefully, you know, that that's definitely s- s- uh, something that you and him were able to re- repair. Absolutely. And, and, and that's that's amazing that you had said that because that was something that he, after the time, because he didn't know I was going through financial hardship at the time, because like you like, like most people know, men can be very prideful mm-hmm. when I'm going through it. Only the people that's around me in my immediate circle, or not my immediate circle, but my immediate environment will only be able to tell. Even then, you. sometimes you just internalize stuff where nobody knows. And that, that's something you're dealing with internally. And that's a battle you're dealing with. That's a you know, fact. Like nobody it knows. That's a super fact. Because you could be at work. You could be even in your own household. And your lady or your family member, or your child, whoever doesn't even realize you're going through something, but you're being so strong and you, you, you're internalizing it and it might show in different ways, but you just, to your best of your ability, you're not allowing the, everyone else to, to notice it to your best ability. Right. Um, but yeah, like, listen, great topic. Most definitely. We want you guys to chime in. Oh, definitely. Definitely identify who your friends are, who your associates are. And make sure you classify them then, because when you need something or you need a particular interaction with somebody, you know who to engage with. Hopefully, y'all expect. listeners is, is friends of the Thirty Something Podcast. Yeah. If y'all not, let me know. Let it, let me know. <laughs> now we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up, and we'll be right back. Most definitely appreciate you listening to the Thirty Something Podcast. <laughs> To the Thirty Something Podcast, I'm your co-host Josh, and uh, right now we're gonna get into the artist spotlight. For those of you who've been listening to all five episodes, which I hope you all have listened to all five episodes, then you already know what this is. The artist spotlight. We like to highlight either a young artist or a new artist uh, that we believe is someone that transcends errors that people in their thirties will be able to vibe with. And on this week's uh, artist spotlight, I'm gonna turn it over to Tone. If you can, Tone, if you can just tell us about who this uh, artist is and just a little bit about their uh, background. They better be fire too. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. Yeah, I did. It was fire. <laughs> Everybody in the room had that nice little head bob. You know, they had that vibe going. So, yeah, today's spotlight artist is uh, Adrian Marcel. 
Um, I'm jumping back. Last week we went from Cleveland. We're going right back to the West Coast because <laughs> this is a uh, predecessor of Rafael Sadiq. Mm. Ooh, Tony, Tony, um, Tony. And honestly, um, I you know been listening to Adrian Marcel maybe about two, three years ago, but he dropped that song "Searching." It's a mixtape back in 2015. Oh wow! Oh, wow. I got to go search because so, that joint was hot. Man. Facts. So I want you to search and actually find out some of his projects. Um, he's worked with artists such as like Wale, um, Kelly Rowland, Keisha Cole, of course, and like I said, Raphael Sadiq, which is Tony, 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 R&B legend. I thought it was Tony, 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 Tony. Tony. I remember Tony, 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 Tony has done it at Phil. <laughs> <laughs> All I remember from them was like House Party 2 where they're doing the pajama jam. Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, check out one of his albums. You know, I mean, uh, he got he got a song. He got an album called Got Me Effed Up, literally, that dropped recently in 2017. All right. Um, after, uh, he has another one called Week After Next, 2014. He dropped that. Um, There's a lot of good content, smooth vibe. Um, I really didn't want to give up too much information because I want our guests to literally search the content. Yeah. And what, what would to you it. say? Which genre he falls into? Um, he falls into the R and B, and also he raps too. So okay. I mean, he, he getting his Drake on. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a double threat, not triples. You know, he ain't right. dropping LeBron. James, he ain't got the triple double. You, you know, the... he ain't dropping the you know Russell Westbrooks of the league or the Hardens, <laughs> but you know, he got that double threat. So he rapping right. and singing. So great artists, check him out. And most definitely, we'll be back with the 30-something podcast. What's happening, Sheldon? The king back. I know y'all miss a pill, right? Real, but dig. There's been a lot of hate going on, okay? So let me holler at you something. Hey, look at him, dog. I see me in the street, but Sheldon, you don't know me. When you holler, when you speak, remember you don't know me. You save all the hating and the pop and pippin', you don't know me. Quit telling people you my partner, listen, you don't know me. Don't be a group and keep it moving, Sheldon, you don't know me. Hey, I ain't trippin', pimp, the truth is really you don't know me. Yeah, you know they call me T.I., but you don't know me. You be hatin' and I see why, cause you don't know me. I think it's time up. Yeah, do something later on okay. and you can use it. Right. Right. So, so, oh, you know, we going dark 30, zero dark 30 real quick. Yeah, <laughs> this is off topic. I didn't I didn't say we were going to talk about this on the intro. But we're, we got to talking about the best era in music. Mm-hmm. And... I have to go back to my college days. Now, I got two sets of college days. I got the first set of college days, which should have been my first four years. But then... <laughs> but, first four years. First four years. Yeah. But, then, but then I have the four years that I actually studied. So, <laughs> so I, I have a total of like eight college years. It's whatever. okay. You got through. I got yeah. it. I got it's that not paper. A mar- it's a marathon. And, it ain't a race. And I got that piece of paper, though, and yeah, I'm paying yeah. for it. But anyway... <laughs> but anyway... I'm going to tell you the best time uh, of music. And I'm not saying it's the best music because you got 88, you got 95, you got 96, you got like two. You got two. specific years. Yes, no, yes, yes. Was no, now, listen, man. listen, listen. You wait, got. Wait a minute, 1673. Nah, that, y'all can't forget about that. Hold on, 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 listen. Listen, are y'all ready? Yeah. 2004 and 2005 were the best uh, years uh, for people who can't dance because you had trap music and you had snap music. And if you couldn't dance, and if you couldn't dance, you knew how to snap. You knew how to take that laffy taffy. 
Okay. Lean with it. Rock with it. Lean with it. Rock with it. I hate that song. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I hate that Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen. But listen, if you wasn't a cat that knew how to dance, like back in the day, if a dude knew how to dance, he got all the women. He got all the women. I knew how to dance back in the day. You got all the women. You got Snoop dropping like it's hot that came out. So listen, so listen. So listen, so if you couldn't do anything, else you knew how to get crunk and you knew how to snap so i'm gonna say 2004 2005 and that's also the, that's also the time when i first started d djing so i kind of knew how to play the music to get the crowd going See, i think oh, you got, what did you that, do with the crowd when you had jay Quan, everybody in the club get oh. <laughs> no hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on okay now listen now this is very uh this is very specific to the region that Tony and I come from, because mm-hmm. also, because also during that time, let's, let's take it back to maybe 2006, 2007. You also had like Fat Al, Chip the Ripper. So like, See, literally, dropping these names. So like, yeah, that's that's Cleveland. That's Ohio talk right there. Hold on, hold on. So really, so 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 really, so really, so really, really back when I first started DJing, it was so dope because like you could do a local set for like literally 30 minutes. Facts. We Man, 30 bitch. minutes and you could play nothing but Cleveland artists. What I know about Duda down the way? Duda, okay, okay. But that, 2004 that, that's, that's, wasn't safe because you needed insurance policy on life because luck if you, you buck came out on oh, yeah. Now <laughs> you're talking my language. Because like, like, all this Cleveland saying, stuff, I don't know what y'all talking crap. about. Luck hey. if you buck dropped. Nuts up still rings off. Man, Man. Back that ass up still rings off. But Those yeah. are two national anthems right there. That there you, you go. <laughs> Back that ass up and knock if you buck, man. And but Wakanda, you know, they celebrate it. But a lot of people feel that we're in the golden age of music right now. Who is the, these a lot of people? Listen, <laughs> we got Kendrick Lamar winning Pulitzer Prizes for 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 damn. We got uh, true. We true. got people getting music submitted for like uh. Let's forget all that. that. You talking about? A-Ball, MJG, you don't want no drama. Here oh, we go. I'm over here trying to bring want. it on a high level. Trying. You want to talk about uh, some talking A-Ball, about MJG. You want a, you want a higher self. He and a lower self. Don't show, get me wrong. I, fuck, to that. I mess with A-Ball and MJG. Don't get it twisted. Anybody I'm messing, just saying. What's the, 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 uh, what we talking about? The, what's the boys from uh, Atlanta, man? That the, 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 franchise the, boys or something? The, the, you ain't talking about Chris Cross, the, are you, though? You don't give a damn. Young oh, Bloods. Hey, young Bloods. Yeah. Okay, hold on. So it's Sean P and Sean J. Yeah. So so listen. So listen. Oh my God. So Sean it, it sounds like y'all. It sounds like y'all agree with me agree. that 2004, 2005 was the best era. Now not 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 the best era of music though, because the best era of music to me is like 95, 96, and then and then again in two 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 thousand. But as far as if you couldn't dance. And you wasn't like this you big like street dude. So 2004, 2005 Josh, was your year. I'm about to take your DJ equipment. I'm about to take <laughs> all that because you're talking blasphemous right now. Talking about D4L, Laffy Taffy is the best. I don't even know who you are anymore. Laffy Taffy, shake your bubble gum. Oh, wow. Jay, Jay, dude. so so quick question. So Laffy Taffy is oh, a classic. Jay. Taffy is a classic. Why you classic? It? So, so check this out. So because you said something very pertinent. You said the best era of music. The best era of music. Excuse me, folks. Y'all, y'all might have heard me tapping on this table. <laughs> that means I'm serious right here. I'm you serious. You better not say nothing crazy. No, 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 no. Nothing at all. I'm posing a question to him. Because you said the best 
era of music, when you say music, that means you it's including all genres of music. So I want to just clarify what what do you mean specifically? Because ninety five, ninety six, those were some good years That's in music. Because we can even ninety six, we got reasonable doubt. What Hove came out? Yeah. I think you got Outcast. No, yeah. Outcast is ninety four. Ninety four. You got not. You got all them. That's the. That's during the New Jack era. And, and swing and all of that But yeah. when you say that What do you mean specifically? Thank you man for putting me on the spot I appreciate it brother <laughs> I appreciate no it uh, It's the best era of music For someone who doesn't know how to dance And for them to be able to dance And survive at a party See, Now listen hold on hold on pause, In 95, 96 No no so let's talk about 95 and 96. Let's okay. talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about let's talk about reasonable doubt. That is the best era in hip hop to me personally. Mm. However, you're not dancing a reasonable doubt. You ain't. What song off a of reasonable doubt you dance to? Now, ain't no nigga like the no, one I got. No, 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 no. Now I'll play it. Now, like we can talk about politics as usual. We can go Hold through. You're not dancing. No, let me see. Hold on. I'm feeling it. No, no. Yeah. You're not playing at a club. Hey, Hold on, please, and please, no, 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 no. We can talk about. We can talk about all eyes on me. We could talk. We could even go into '97 and talk about like life after death. And mm. I would say, I would say, money. I say, uh, uh, more money, more problems. This is probably okay, something you play the club. However, 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 mm-hmm. however, 2005. Look, the whole little John Crunk. Little no. John wasn't out of '95. No, no, no. I said 2005. 2005. So, so you were not dancing. Not dancing. So we just talk about hip hop. We're talking about hip hop is dope, but we're talking about for somebody. That don't know how to dance for them to be able to survive in the club. 2004, 2005, 2006. Well, let, me, the let, years. Me, let me drop you with some facts. Why you drop the mic? In, facts, right? <laughs> in '95, while you weren't dancing, you was listening to Mob Deep, Infamous Mob. Okay. Mm-hmm. You had okay. Cuban Links with Raekwon. Yeah. You had Liquid Swords. You had Soul Food for the Goody Mob. Man, that's all that wow. boom bap hip hop, man. You had Dog Food with the so- we could go West Coast on them. You had DJ Quick AZ who was dropping tracks. Oh man. You had LL with Mr. Smith that dropped in '95. Wow, wow. Wasn't nobody dancing. Well, oh, LL had people dancing now. Come on. Nah, man. Man, what song were you dancing to for LL like Cool J? LL Cool J, he has a, what, uh... What, what? Name one, name one. You got lounging. You got a, uh, hey, lounging lover. Lounging went hard. You lounging went hard. You wasn't dancing to it. You was just, like, was grooving to it. It's the difference between dancing and grooving to it. <laughs> man, y'all... And, Hey, as the engineer of this show, man, y'all... Y'all, y'all, y'all are killing me right now. No, you're, you're grooving. Yourself. No. Listen. You're saying some crazy hold on, shit right hold now. on. Listen, listen to what you just said, Khalil. You say you're grooving uh-huh. as you a DJ. No, nice. hold on. As a DJ, there's sometimes like when the night's early, you may have people bobbing their head and they're chilling. They're in the mode. They know the lyrics. They're bobbing their head. They're having a good time. That is great. That is totally different than than. They were here saying cash money taking over for the 9-9 in 2000 and they run into the dance floor. It's a completely different. And that's something we're not even talking about. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. This is where the groove came in at, right? In 95, you had D'Angelo. You had Bone Thugs and Harmony that dropped. Eternal East 99. You had R. Kelly, the R. Kelly album. And you had Michael Jackson that dropped out past history present. So... It was very limited. 95 was gangster rap. You was literally pulling your jeans up. The the thing I want to mention is like, 
Well, you talking about dancing, but we ain't even dancing. We just standing there and letting the girl do everything. So what are you talking about dancing I'm for? 2003 was that dance hall Sean Paul. There you yeah. go. Now we talking. <laughs> Reggae, dance hall. That's when you Dude, you are from Miami, man. Yes. You coming from it from a different perspective. Yes. And, and you coming from a different perspective, too. But butterfly, uh oh, that's oh, let me see that. That is loud. He's about to blow my ears out, bro. <laughs> All right, man, we wrapping this. Hey, listen, we, this is what we gonna do. This this is gonna be thirty something podcast after dark, zero dark. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna have this snippet. It's gonna have its own segment. All right. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know we were coming in like that. I was about to serenade the love of my life right now. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's the 37 Podcast. It's your boy Thompson. We got Josh, Tony, Khalil in the building. And uh, for the final topic we have today, we're going to discuss something I think, you know, I'm going to test everybody's black card today. Uh. Okay, cool. We, okay. we got some uh, movies here that are considered classic movies in the black community. I'm just gonna hit you guys with a couple and see have you seen it or not. Alright. And I'm sure, I'm sure somebody out here has something they haven't seen. And I'm gonna roast your ass so bad. <laughs> Y'all laughing right now. Alright. Y'all ready? It might be the other way around. <laughs> Maybe. Alright, you guys ready? Yes, sir. Alright, we're gonna start off light right quick. Boys in the hood. Of course, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, it gets a classic. Shout All out right. to Doughboy. Man. <laughs> Ricky! <laughs> but he passed the SAT, SATs, man. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Right. Have you seen a dead body? Right. <laughs> Next one. Set it off. Seen it. Oh, come of course. on, man. Cleo, yeah, man. That's on big the rooftop, homie, man. man. You know. <laughs> or big homie at. Is, what, what, how, how, what, what do you call the women? Are women homies or are they homie at? Like, what's the... <laughs> Women are the homies. Okay. And let's leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Next one. Menace to society. Man. Oh, oh, yeah, man. Old dog, man. Never seen it. Uh, what? I got to go with Josh. I've never seen it either. Yeah, we uh, we, we pulling two cards. Listen, right? though. Dude. I've seen the clips. I know about, uh, you know, you're going to fuck up, right? And I, I know about, what you say about my mama? <laughs> That's all I know. I haven't seen the whole movie. Okay. Yeah, you it's, it's, so you can you be still fully don't get black. No pass, though. Yeah, uh, you have to watch that, man. I guess I ain't fully black, man, because I <laughs> I don't have any uh, intention to watch. But moving right along. <laughs> Next up, Juice. Oh, he has that. Yeah, yeah, rest of man. Tupac. No. All right, I'm about to quiz y'all right quick, but not another podcast. Uh, above the rim. Another hey, pop classic. Hey, hey, I was yeah, a hooper, so I had to see that. That's I can't even get Man, out. Man, Leon at the end. Matter of fact, Dwayne Martin. Remember when he was at Georgetown? Listen, that last shot he took. Mean little crossover pull up, bruh. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Yo, what song was playing at the end when the song when the play was playing? Let's let's test them. What song was playing, Tone? Hold on. I got so many songs going on. It I was mean, the last song of the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the movie. I do the artist spotlight, so I, it takes you do. Me, give me my library. Hold on. All Don't right. Talk to me. 
Uh, oh, you still trying to figure it out? Give me a minute, but let's move on. All right, <laughs> next one. This might be digging in the crates a little bit. Jason's lyric. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, man. There's land in the grass. Man, Miss, uh, <laughs> Miss, Miss Pinkett Smith was in that joint. Never seen it. Oh, oh, oh Josh, what did you do on, growing wait, up, wait, man? Wait a minute, though, Josh, though. You know, this is a love story, so... I mean, are you against chick flicks or, I mean... No, I just never seen it. Okay. I just never, right. never watched it. Okay. All right. I don't know about you, Josh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Belly. Oh, come on, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Nas, X. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, we good. Man. I even heard they might be making a sequel, but, you know, that's something else. Like Rockwaila. <laughs> <laughs> now, quick question. Is Lion King considered a black classic movie? No. Nope. Nah, that's Disney, man. That's Disney? Yeah, that's Disney. Nothing. Come on, you got James Earl Jones. Nah, you got Disney you essentially got the, the the king and nah. queen from Coming to America played Simba's mom and dad. That that don't count for nothing? It was a star-studded cast full of black people. But it wasn't <laughs> it's a not movie. a black classic. No, no. It took place in the heart of Africa. Okay. In cartoon form. You still got South yeah, Africa. I'm about to say, yeah, come on, man. Nah, this not. <laughs> Moving along. Moving along. <laughs> All right, Love Jones. Yeah, oh, yeah you know, hey. I'm a poet, so oh, yeah. you Nina know Long, me, man. Most definitely shout out to her. That man. short haircut. Ooh-wee. Never seen it. Get out of here, man. Love Jones, man. You done missed out on some pertinent parts of your life. With We're that, about man. to make some drastic changes to the 30 something podcast, fellas. Please be patient with us as we sort out these, yeah, this is, these drastic. This is the 20 something. <laughs> These Man. drastic, egregious... <laughs> You're looking like a YouTube baby right now. <laughs> right, right, Come on, man. man. Come on, man. Love Jones. All right, next one. Uh, the Best Man. Oh, yeah. We yeah. seen that. I've seen that corny-ass movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, speak on it, man. Why is it corny? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, man. Don't, 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 don't diss to my mans, because I, I love seeing my peoples in movies and... What's homie name? Who he's he's the he's the actor that's just the most positive brother in every movie. Morris Chestnut, Tay Tay Diggs, or is it Morris Chestnut? Morris Chestnut, and he can't do no wrong. Yeah, you see him in the movie, you know a black woman getting loved, just love. Yeah. Love, love. Yeah. You know, and you know it's you crazy. Taco meat. That's what they call taco meat. It's crazy because like I seen a meme where it said uh, it was like a black woman saying she wanted to get a man like like someone from the Best Man movie, uh-huh. and it showed those those brothers uh-huh. with women that weren't black women. Oh yeah, it's a, that. And, and, I, and I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that sometimes things aren't the way that they appear to be in the movie. That's Hollywood, man. Yeah. You right about that. All right, we got a couple more. Have you guys seen The Wood? Facts all day long. Back in the day when St- I was Stacey, not a kid anymore. Yeah, hey, Stacy transitioned from The Wood to what's the other movie when Stacy grew up? Stacy was a uh, he was a security guard, and then he was in another black movie later on. Stacy was in some movies where I was like, Stacey, <laughs> you know, I I mean, like, he in some movies. Are you being in jail, George? Yeah, like, I ain't like seeing Stacy in jail. You know what I mean? I'm gonna leave that right there. Like. Uh, <laughs> next one up, we got uh, Harlem Nights. Oh yeah, oh man, hey. Richard Pryor is the king, man. Hey okay. man, listen. Harlem Nights, classic. classic. All right, we got one more for you. Right. This one's the epitome of classic. If you don't have this, might have to send you somewhere. I don't even know where. 
Don't be a menace to society while drinking your juice in the hood. Tell me you haven't seen it. Josh, I'm looking right at you. I have watched that one. Man. I have watched that one. So, all right, so do, do, do I get to stay on, on the podcast? No, you on your way to Calabasas. <laughs> hey, we about to shit. You're on the way to Shaskashkawan. You're going yeah, to 300 acres of Calabasas. That's who we're sending you. That's cool. That's cool. Hey, but um, before we wrap up the show, is there anything that you all would like to say I to the listeners? I want to know why Thompson ain't seen Crooklyn. Ain't none of y'all seen Crooklyn, man. No, I, I watched Crooklyn. I watched Crooklyn. Now I got a I got a black movie that you haven't watched that I've watched, man. So Crooklyn, Crooklyn, you gotta watch Crooklyn. Crooklyn, hey, listen, I advise you to not say anything else about Crooklyn until you've watched it, because you may offend a lot of our listeners. Oh wow, so yeah. that's a, a Spike Lee joint. Oh yeah, Spike Lee, Spike Lee joint. Oh, for real man, he's gonna take my forty acres in the mule. <laughs> cool. All right, but anything anybody want to say to our, to our listeners? Yeah, man, I got something to say to the listeners. Man. Oh, you about to chastise them or something? No, 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 no. Straight up, man. Listeners, li- listen, listeners. If y'all listening out, listening to this podcast, how many times gonna say listen though? <laughs> listen here, listeners. I'm about to listen while you listen to them. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, listen a little bit. Listen. Nah, but uh, man, we love y'all. We appreciate the support, everybody. Um, keep telling a friend and tell that friend to keep telling a friend, family member, all of that. You know, all we appreciate all the feedback that everyone's giving us because. Without you guys, there's no us. If you, if you guys didn't listen to us, it'd be no reason for us to even keep going. So we appreciate everything. You know, continue to give you support. Continue to pour into us just like we're going to pour into y'all. And we're going to continue to deliver the most pertinent, the, the highest quality information. The most honest. The most honest, the most... Man, Lil, you put that, that together so smooth, man. I, I mean, that wrap up right there was kind of like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. You know how he, you Would know, you put the sweater friend, on you know and he switched I mean? the tennis shoes. Yeah, and his shoe game and his sweater game was on point. On Why did the he low. always switch his shoes though? Like he was stunting on us on the low. You know, PBS for the broke motherfuckers. We didn't know he was stunting. We are on talking us, about Mr. Rogers. Hey, right Mr. Rogers now. was a Navy SEAL on the low. Yeah, hey. it Rogers. wasn't on the low. He was a straight up. Yeah. <laughs> When he said, would you be my friend? I felt that in my soul. I was nervous. Won't you be yeah, my I, neighbor? I wasn't going to be his friend, but I was like, I, I keep watching the show, though. But for real, though, we definitely have some big things coming for you guys in the future. So stick with us, and I promise you we're going to deliver. I'm telling you, we have some things in the pipeline that you guys definitely want to be in tune stay when we tuned, drop it. Stay tuned. Most definitely stay tuned. It's the 30 Some Podcast. Now take hey, care. Engineer, Josh, we good? We good. Nah, we good. You still you got your black black card. It's under review. <laughs>
That would have been the perfect oh, drop for this episode. Oh, no. Hey, we about to uh, we about to hit the everybody open up. Oh, I already opened this shit. Yeah, yeah. So let's do it. Three, 